Welcome aboard Imagination Skyway, your grand podcast tour of the magic. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and in today's episode, we're going to finish our two-part conversation about Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, the new restaurant at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and about the best Disney sidekicks. And if you're confused as to how exactly we blended these two conversations, I would encourage you to go back and listen to part one to learn a little bit more about how we accomplished that and to get the first part of our review about Roundup Rodeo Barbecue and the first part of our conversation about the best Disney sidekicks. In part two, we're going to finish off both of these conversations. And as you listen to the ambience of us dining for the first time at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, you'll get to hear us enjoy our entrees and sides that came with the main course, as well as the desserts that followed, as well as our final thoughts about this restaurant at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I think it has added so much to this park. It is probably my new favorite table service restaurant at this park. And I was specifically thinking about Maggie and imagining just how excited I am to bring her back because I think that it is perfect for kids or adults or anyone in between who just wants to have a good time, enjoy some really great food, and to sort of live in a Toy Story ambience with a really fun atmosphere while you are eating your meal. It was really a lot of fun. At the end of the show, we'll return to Imagination Central, and I'll share some ways in which you can stay connected with Imagination Skyway, ways that you can discuss this topic with other members of our listener community, and, of course, how you can help to support and inspire the future of this show. Please remain seated, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times, and enjoy your grand circle tour aboard Imagination Skyway. Definitely, Little John, I think, is classified as a traditional sidekick because he really is supporting Robin Hood in every aspect and puts himself in the position, like a Batman and Robin, of the Robin position, helping that hero in the hero's quest. I 100% agree. I think that is a great choice. I think that is probably by far the best example of a sidekick so far. The textbook definition. It's a textbook definition through and through. So yes. I didn't even think about that, so I literally tip my hat to, my, to you, <laughs> sir. Top that, my God. <laughs> okay. I know you try. will. I know you will. No, no, no. I, honestly, I don't think I can really top that uh, uh, from a direct definition standpoint. But I will throw, throw a curveball. Let's do a different franchise because you mentioned that yours is mostly in, in Disney. In Disney, yeah. Mostly so, in Disney. I do have two that are uh, from separate franchises I did throw them in. So we'll go to Star Wars. Okay. And to me, the classic sidekick is Chewbacca. Mm, yes. He's the little John of Star Wars. He's literally <laughs> the little John of Star Wars. Han is not the Robin Hood. Han's, well, I mean... Stealing from the rich, rich to, it's, to it's, take it's, for himself. Take for himself. <laughs> 
I mean, like, he, he does redeem himself eventually yes, at some yes, point. But yes, for the most part, that is his character. But Chewbacca is loyal to Han to the faults and, like, always by his side. You know, you know, strong as ever, but always takes instructions from, from Han. And that's the thing, che- Chewbacca is also a brilliant character, very smart, but, you know, but always is by Han's side. That is definitely true. I was thinking of Star Wars. I didn't put any on my list, but you're right. When you think about Star Wars, the Chewbacca is probably one of the best examples if you don't include droids. Because there's also C-3PO, R2-D2, BB-8. R- C-3PO usually gets in the way, but I would consider him a sidekick. Uh, <laughs> very well-meaning, though. Yeah, very well-meaning. You know, the, the, you know, the, 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 the bubbling abbots to R2-D2's <laughs> Costello, if you will. Yes. Um, but R2-D2... I would definitely say he's a very loyal sidekick as well. Actually, he was my favorite character. I, ironically, I feel ashamed I did not have R2-D2 <laughs> on my list, but R2-D2 100% is a sidekick character. Yes. Awesome. I, I love that you included something from Star Wars in there. I am going to go to another throwback. This one is a little bit more of a stretch. It's hard for me to top Little John when we think of the traditional sidekick character definition, but there's another film that came out about the same period of time that does involve a sidekick, and that's the Aristocats. Wow. There's a little character called Thomas O'Malley, who has some selfish interest in helping Duchess and her kittens, but ultimately becomes... I think we, now that we're talking about it, maybe a little bit more of a partner than a sidekick. But Duchess does, in a way, recruit Thomas O'Malley with his willingness to help her and the kittens get back to Madame. And in the end, ends up becoming a part of the family. So, again, not as much of a traditional definition of a sidekick, but he does go a long way in helping Duchess and the kittens to get back to to, uh, to Madame, and they discover jazz along the way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we'll make we'll make that count part. So, sidekick also means discovering jazz along the way. <laughs> A sidekick on the musical journey, because all they knew was the classical music. That's what they practiced. Right. And Thomas O'Malley was more of that alley cat, uh, a little bit more, you know, because jazz is improv. It's not so straightforward. That's great. That's no okay. We're, That's we're not good. a problem. We're just chatting amongst ourselves. I'm good with the lemonade. Thank you so much. That's so. a great one. Actually, that, I, I like the fact that you also went back to some of the older, the older ones. Because be honest, both I think everything is is Disney Renaissance and, and forward. From I think Star Wars was probably the most, um, most in the past. Yes. Same similar time period. I went back a little bit more, but you're about the same area. By the way. Lights. 
Okay. That was fun. That was super fun. That was literally that, the, a party atmosphere in here. The lights were changing colors. People were dancing. Like the old, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, so this is what I was going to say. I'm going to give you a chance to, to mention this one character as a sidekick that I actually did not even have my list, but is literally the quintessential sidekick, I think that, or by definition, that even goes beyond Little John. I have this on my list already. Okay, I hope so, for many reasons. I won't do, you want say me, I, do you want me to say what I think you're thinking that I already thought of? Unless you want to save that for the end. No, well, well, let's save it for the end. Okay, let's do that. Let's, let's, let's save it for the end. I have a feeling, I'm horribly hoping. I have one on my list that I think is the quintessential sidekick that might be arguably okay. more than Little John. And if yes. not, then I'll be then very sad, it. and then I'll mention it. Okay. Um, who's next? <laughs> is it me? <laughs> is it me? <laughs> what are you? No, you, you just went. You just went for Thomas O'Malley. Yes, that's right. Okay. So for me, okay, uh, I will go with another one that that is actually could be uh, debatable. Okay, and that is Dory from Finding Nemo. Yes, that is debatable because I also thought about Dory. And does she help? <laughs> you know, she does. She, she does, does help. She does help, but you know, and, and, and but uh, not have as much authority over Marlin. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of, sort of, but. You know, and Dory is there to help. It does eventually, you know, assist Marlin. But is that a traditional sidekick type character? I mean, I, I don't know. Like that's that's an I, I I can go either. I can see both sides on that one, whether Dory is a sidekick or not. I wanted to find someone in Finding Nemo, but I was struggling a little bit. I also thought about maybe potentially Gil, but he has some selfish interests and almost makes he definitely cares for Nemo, but he sort of makes Nemo his sidekick. Yes. In escaping the tank. You could also talk about, oh my goodness, I can't, the name escapes me, of the, the, it, uh, it's going to come back to me, but there's, and even that's not really a sidekick anyway, so there's other characters that maybe you can argue might be sidekicks, but I couldn't really, I was pressed to find one from Finding Nemo. Yeah, I thought that was a little tough one too, but I did like, you know, I did like the duality between Marlin and Dory, and I wanted to bring that up because I thought that might might be, you know, I can see it going both ways for being a sidekick. That's fair. So I am going to go back to Disney and talk about a modern film in the Disney revival era that I also think has at least a lovable sidekick that I, I really adore. And uh, that's from the movie Frozen. There's, there's two here you could possibly argue, but I think Olaf makes for a great sidekick. I originally had Olaf on my list, and I actually decided not to include him. Because well, I am insulted. No. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, that, I think, also can go both ways. But I, I definitely can definitely can be on board for Olaf being a sidekick character. I'm created by Elsa, but... Howdy. That would be for me. Yes. Is that, we're going to use the entire table. Entire table. All right. We have a salmon. Yes, right over here. These are the ones that are going to be the allergy. Okay, fantastic. All right. Thank you very much. We're moving. We're moving. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, it looks like it's still recording. Oh, it's touching the bowl a little bit. Let's come over the bowl a little bit. I don't want it to fall. Go ahead. Push it. Okay. Push it? Yep. Okay. There we go. Perfect. All right. We're good. Because I can move my phone. 
and put the beans over here. I know you cannot have the beans. No, I cannot have the beans. All right, so again, you should see this table and how much is on here. It's got this huge meat. This is a, if you've ever seen a, a large pasta bowl, it's at least 50% bigger and it is just filled with different types of meat. I have my cedar plank salmon off to my left. It's a good little sample size. It's not a full piece of salmon because, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure some people could eat everything in one sitting, but I have a very small stomach, so I cannot. But we have the, uh, oh my goodness, there's so much on the table. There's vegetables. Uh, I got actually uh, tater tots. That looks really cool. Yay, Yay food. delicious. There's no, so much of it. Okay. We will. Thank you. No, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything here looks fantastic. There's more than enough meat for the two of us, by yeah. far. Oh, There's yeah. no way we're gonna this eat all that. Is, a family of four could could easily uh, eat as much as we are going to attempt to eat right now. Um, I'm probably gonna dive right into the buttercups beef brisket, actually. Okay, I might actually join you because that does look. This looks really. That looks good. fantastic. And this gives me a chance to. Uh, can you sample. can you grab the sauces? Do you mind? I can. As I uh, partake into the brisket myself. Just gonna wait a moment. Yeah, no worries. In the meantime, we've got spoons here. Got I spoons. think those are for me. Tater tots here. I'm starting with which, the beans. Actually. Which is not, which was uh, was not on the menu. So they gave they gave this as a substitute to the um, spuds. That's very interesting. Yep. I mean, I, who doesn't love tater tots? These beans are very sweet. Um, they have the right amount of tang. And then uh, roasted vegetables. There's uh, zucchini and peppers. Looks like. I want and to a little bit of broccoli. I want to dive into this mean old potato salad. It does have, as it says, homestyle red skin potatoes. That looks so delicious. I am sorry, Mike. Yeah, it's okay. I, I I I can I can look. I can look. And uh, the slaw, which um, also which is great, is um, also dairy free and egg free. There's something that just threw me off about the potato salad. Normally, potato salad, I think, cold, refrigerated. It's actually warm. Really? Yes. Very good. But again, I'm I'm used to cold potato salad. All right. So I'm gonna try the meat first. Sans, sans sauce. All right, so first thing off the bat, I love good barbecue. And you have good barbecue. And I have good barbecue, yeah, where I live in Arizona, so it's it's fantastic. And, uh, okay. That is very, very good. That's really good barbecue. Better than most places I can get barbecue in New York, that's for sure. But that doesn't say much. It, it's super tender um, and has a lot of flavor to it just right off the bat. This is very good barbecue. And you have to remember that we are also in a theme park, in a yeah. restaurant. This is not, you know, 
eating at the equivalent of California Roll or Topolino's at a resort at a more casual pace. This is high volume, high, like Hollywood Studios. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people in this restaurant. Yeah, there's quite a bit. There's a lot. They put in a lot of tables in here. This is if you can picture the Toy Story Mania load area. It's uh, 50, 100 percent bigger than that. Yeah. At least. It looks like two Toy Story Mania load areas yep. filled with tables. It is a tremendous place. And this it has is, similar theming too. It's like a combination between uh, casual and fine dining where you still, you know, you still should make a reservation for a place like this because it's a very high demand. But it still has a very uh, casual feel to it. And I, I, I really like, I, I just love everything inside. It literally is like being part of Toy Story Mania, but you're mm -hmm. eating. Cedar Plank Salmon is very good. I'm trying to figure out what the sauce is. It almost has like a honey glaze type of flavoring to it. Vegetables are also excellent too. Well, there's, there's like a like a little bit of a, a, a kick to them, a little spice, like a little pepper, but not you know very very mild. But also very good. I am gonna hit a wall before dessert if I am not careful, and I need to save room for that. Yeah. Chocolate. Yeah, we gotta try yeah. it. Also. All right, let's try uh, tater tot. Very good. I mean, they're tater tots. Can't go wrong with tater tots. I have to say, I'm a fan of baked beans, especially with barbecue food, and I could eat these baked beans all day. Good too. I, I don't know how. <laughs> so we need a giant to-go box. We're going to. As we're wheeled out of here. <laughs> My goodness. I'm going to. I saved the biscuit thinking that I was going to eat that last one. Oh, I knew better. I, I had yeah. the one biscuit and I was that, that was it for me. It is here on my plate, staring me in the face. By the way, speaking of plates, the one thing that we have not discussed is these plates. These oh, they plates look, look like paper, paper plates, plates, but these are like ceramic plates. They are. You know what? I did not catch that until literally you just mentioned it. They look like paper plates. So if you look at it from a distance, you would think that they put a paper plate on your table. That's but actually really ingenious. Yeah. I love that. It fits so well with the theme yep. of uh, like a, a roundup, like a barbecue. <laughs> like, a, you know, like an out, like a, just a, you know, a root and two and outdoor barbecue. Yes. Which is yeah. fantastic. I'm going to get the barbecue sauces. Go for it. Mike's going to grab them. I am going to sit here and ponder my choices of so much food. All right, so here's the classic. Let's go for that. Whoop. Just put it in the center of my plate. This I made one. you get up for your sausage. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Come in, Mama Bird. We have a yard sale in the forward territory. I repeat, yard sale in the forward territory. Yard sale? Guys, guys, hold your horses. There's a yard sale. Slank roll call. You get it, Woody. Billy. Go. Go. All right. The first customer is approaching the driveway. Placing money in a jar for something cold and yellow. It's a, it's a lemonade. We got a lemonade here. A lemonade? 
trade stand. That's not a yard sale. Ah, Andy must be fundraising for a charity again. Oh, how sweet. Speaking of sweet, I'm going to try the sweet barbecue first. I started with the spicy. How was that? I would put it as medium. I would okay. not say, like, I could handle it. But it definitely is spicy. There is, it is spicy. It's got, it has some heat. You eat it, it's got that sort of heat in your throat mm -hmm. type of feeling, but not enough to make you feel like you're burning. It's just enough to notice that it's there. Gotcha. All right, let's try the sweet. How sweet is it? <laughs> This is sweet. It definitely has that tangy flavor to it. Very, very good. I just had the classic. It's definitely right there in the middle. I haven't had the sweet, but just based on your description of it, I'll it is that. a very classic barbecue flavor. Yep. Very traditional barbecue. Very, very good. I need five to-go boxes for, <laughs> and I don't think that's an exaggeration. True. If you actually look at how much food is on this table, there would be five to-go boxes between the two of us. And keep in mind, the price is $45 a person. Really not that bad. so good for the amount of food and the quality of this food. Not bad at all. All right, you want to go back Olaf. to... Olaf. We'll spill the snowman. Olaf. Right. Let's talk about Olaf. Yeah, so, I mean, created by Elsa, and of course, in some ways, is sort of a, a childlike personality. Someone that almost Anna and Elsa look after, but in other ways, Olaf is a sidekick and is literally willing to melts for Anna, as he says, some people are worth melting for, and it's really a true sidekick to the entire group, and helping, helps Anna to go, and Kristoff, to go and find Elsa, is trying to even do something so simple as tell Anna to knock, why isn't she knocking, um, when, when she's at the Ice Palace. That's a you know, sillier example, but um, I do think that Olaf does help along the entire way and doesn't necessarily have authority, has some say in what happens. Um, you know, tries to convince Anna when he thinks that Kristoff is a little crazy, that he's going to distract Kristoff and Anna should run. I mean, he's literally um, putting himself as a sidekick for Anna and for Elsa throughout that movie, and in, in Frozen 2, that continues. And in a lot of the spin-off shorts, I watch a lot of Frozen-related content because Maggie loves Frozen. I have to admit, the more I watch, the more I love it too. Um, but it's often the sidekick in just about every, every film. A little bit of a, um, you know, also provides comedic relief, so in that way, also is a bit of a foolish character, acts the part of a fool in a lot of cases, but that doesn't mean that he also doesn't have his heartwarming moments and is certainly many cases where he acts as a sidekick Absolutely. for the entire group. Absolutely. I'll also say an honorable mention, also was on my list when I took it off, is uh, Sven. Yeah, that was the other one I was debating. Sven the Ranger. Yeah. Sven is almost like a loyal pet. Yeah. 
Tigers, so you both like sides on Nicholas on Sven. You okay. will go to your next one. So, thinking of of animal sidekicks, I'm going to go with Pegasus from Hercules. Interesting. I also bought a Pegasus, did not put Pegasus on my list. Okay. Is it because you don't think that Pegasus is a sidekick or just not one of the best ones? Just a matter of ranking. Okay. I, I like Pegasus. Um, you know, again, very loyal to Hercules literally since the day he was born. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, always there by his side. I mean, again, a very classic sidekick character. Yes. You know, throughout, throughout the entire film, he's always at Her uh, Hercules' side. May get jealous, be you know, because when uh, when his infatuation to Meg kind of takes over. But other than that, though, always by his side. It's very true. Yeah, he does have that moment. I almost forgot about that. I haven't watched Hercules from start to finish in a few years now. Maybe more than a few. But still love that answer. All right. I have... Well, I'm looking at my list. I have only one if you don't consider my backups that's left. I have four, but we do have four. I have okay. four left. But I mean, I could give a couple of honorable mentions. Do you want to go through Let's Go through another one. Okay. I'll go through. So I'll jump around a little bit and then I'll do some honorable mentions. How about that? So. Because also, if you don't have the last the one I'm thinking of, then that's going to be my final one. I'm sure I have what you're thinking of. I'm pretty sure you do, too. So, let's jump to another what? French. Yes. This is delicious. I'm so glad. Excellent. So much food. Um, and that, let's jump to another franchise, in this case, Marvel. Okay. Which there could be tons of examples of sidekicks. This is why I didn't have as many sidekicks. I didn't think about Marvel yeah. or Star Wars. But also, I find it really challenging to find out what would truly constitute as a sidekick. So to me, it's Ned from Spider-Man. He's the guy in the chair. Every superhero <laughs> needs the guy in the chair. They literally like called him out as a sidekick character That's in true. the films. That's true. And he's literally the guy in the chair that helps out Spider-Man. I would say more specifically, um, I would say more specifically in Spider-Man Homecoming, because he wasn't as much of a sidekick in the other two. That's true. But specifically in Spider-Man Homecoming, that was no question the guy Sorry, in the chair that was helping out. You know, that was helping out Peter Parker. You know, Doctor Strange has a pretty amazing sidekick that's an, 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 an inanimate object. That's hard to say, an inanimate object. You talk about the cloak? Yes. That's a great sidekick, too. That, when we think about it, is, uh, is really... Almost like carpet. <laughs> True. More powerful. And the irony, this is why I actually appreciate the MCU, is that in the comics, Wong was the sidekick, like, truly was the sidekick character to Doctor Strange. And they definitely gave him a lot more authority in the MCU films. So I always appreciate that fact with, when, they, when it came to, to Wong's character. That's a good point. And also the same thing too could be said about Bucky. Like Bucky was the def definitive sidekick in the comics. Right. But I would not consider Bucky a sidekick oh, in no. the MCU. No. He's even in 
part antagonist in some ways. Exactly. Yeah, very complex character, and that's why one of the best and most beloved characters in the MCU by so many Marvel, by so many Marvel fans. So I'm gonna try something new here. The ribs. I think I'm gonna go for one of the ribs. See, I would. I just, I would need so many wet naps here. Um, I think they'll bring those over. I believe I saw them bring over wet naps. You dig in and let me know. Are you full already? Are you I'm starting to hit all again. I, wow. If you gave me all day, I would finish all of this, but in one sitting, I do I want to try as much as I, I do want to try as much of the meats as possible. So I'm gonna try a little bit of the chicken. I'm the type of person that eats. I'll try eight to ten small meals try, a day. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm not. I generally don't like to have big meals either. If I can provide them. It's just like but sometimes I can't help myself. I graze. That's probably the best. The best way to put it. And I also try to go for the sausage here. I'll, I'll take one for the team. I'll take one for the team on the sausage. Okay. So, um, who else do you have on your list? I really just have the one answer that's left. I will give. Okay. A, but I do have. I did have a couple of backups, so I'll give you one of them. I'll do. I'll do. I'll do this. I'll do two honor roll mentions, and then if you if it's not the person I'm thinking of, then I'll I'll. Um, I'll say it, but go ahead. Okay. So my honorable mention, you're going to very much argue with me about. Because I argued with myself about it, too. But I wanted to think broadly about the definition of a sidekick. And can a sidekick be the hero of the story? Ooh, I'm intrigued. That's the only Pixar answer that I have. And my Pixar answer is no, not Ratatouille. <laughs> because I know Remy is maybe a sidekick to Linguini. I would argue the other way around. But the answer I have is Wally. You know what? Wally to Eve. Exactly. Yeah. They do become partners at the end. They do. But Wally is there. To, to support Eve because it's, it's a fatuation with Eve and support is trying to get the plans, you know, trying to do all these things. So, actually, I 100% agree with you. It was the only answer I could think of, and again, I sort of phrase that question to myself, or pose that question, can the sidekick be the focus or the hero of the story? And Wally was the one that popped up in my head as the clear example of a case where you can have a movie about the sidekick and that sidekick be the hero character. And in the end, Wally does become the hero of the story and a partner to Eve, like you mentioned. But it was, the again, the only one that I really thought of that was a little bit broader in that definition of a sidekick. Um, takes on a sidekick role in a lot of the film, partner role in a lot of the film, a leader in some of the film, but um, ultimately I would categorize it as a sidekick. I agree with that. Very good one. Also, just a quick update. Chicken is very good, has this... Um, very a smoky flavor to it, Ooh. but but you know, nice and juicy. Very very good. I'm gonna try the sausage real quick. And this is pork sausage, if I remember. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, we're listening to this. Oh, sit back. Hey, Bozo, get back here! Hey, Sid, come in, Wranglers. We have a juvenile intrusion. Sid is approaching the rodeo. I repeat, Sid is approaching the. Save yourselves and assume your position. All right! 
only toys. I've always wanted to send one off into the sunset. Who wants to ride the pony? <laughs> Sid Phillips, get back here and apologize to your sister. Oh, man. interruptions will give me time to look things up. Yes, it is uh, fire grilled pork sausage. Delicious. Also very good. And then I'm going to jump. The evil doctor smoked ribs. Well, I would argue that this is evil because this is so delicious. <laughs> but there's enough sauce on here where I don't think I need to have any extra. It's actually really good. Also very good, like the barbecue, like it looks like it's, um, they have the classic one on here, but also like it's a perfect amount of barbecue sauce, like I don't think I need that extra, but any more. Alright. So, I have two honorable mentions, and then one last one. Give me your two honorable mentions, because I only have one left. So, Flounder from The Little Mermaid. Yes, I thought of Flounder. Not the best choice, but I thought it would be good one. And then, uh, Victor Hugo and Laverne from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, I thought of them, but I couldn't pick one, but you chose all three. I chose all three, because yeah. I'm like, they're, they're a trio. I had to pick all three of them. They are the three-headed troll of <laughs> The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except they don't go back over the falls. <laughs> they're not sending a curse over <laughs> Of Paris. All right, go ahead. All right, so the so yes, we, we said Little John was high on the list of uh, traditional sidekicks, but the quintessential Disney sidekick you could probably argue goes a few different ways, but in my head it was Jiminy Cricket. That is such a good choice. So clearly you were thinking of somebody else. Yes. Okay. Um, so I also thought of two more from similar films. Oh, you can actually. There's a lot from the classic era that we could probably rattle off. I know we focus so much on the more... The, the mice from Cinderella? Yes. Um, for me, Jiminy Cricket, that con Let Your Conscious Be Your Guide, it's the, the sidekick to Pinocchio throughout the film. Um, but maybe you're thinking... I'm, I'm now guessing, was it, was it Tinkerbell? No. But, okay... You beat, I think you win, and the most iconic sidekick. Okay. And most important kind of sidekick this one. I don't think anything comes close to Jiminy Cricket. So you win. Okay. I got it. I wasn't a contest, but thank you. It wasn't, but I'm going to say give you the win anyway. We have been very competitive this entire episode. But the most textbook is Dawson from The Great Mouse Detective. That was what you were looking for me to say. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's the Watson to the Sherlock. <laughs> he's the Watson to the Sherlock. And I love Sherlock Holmes. Maybe I'm cheating. I'm cheating a little bit. I am definitely cheating a little bit. It's, well, that doesn't matter. Little John is also cheating. That's not a Disney original That's right. story. It's, it's literally Robin Hood. It's like, what is Disney's Robin Hood based on? Robin Hood. <laughs> what is Snow White and the Seven Wars based on? Um, I also thought of the Seven Dwarfs. 
I thought that was a hard one, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they, I consider, that, that one, I don't know if I would consider them tie kicks or not. Okay. They are and they aren't. Yeah, that one's a little, that one I had a little tough time. I, I was thinking that too. Okay. We just gave six, we just gave six answers in this one response. But, <laughs> but uh, I have I have one left. Okay. Um, that goes to the villain as sidekicks territory. Interesting. And that is Kronk from an Bruce Lee Oh, Kronk. Of course. How could we forget about Kronk? You know, look, his baking, his cooking alone makes him a wonderful sidekick. He pulls the lever. He pulls, he pulls the, the wrong lever. He pulls the wrong lever. <laughs> he tries to acquire the poison. The poison, that's, that's for Cusco. Cusco's poison. <laughs> we do need to get to the post-Disney Renaissance music, which includes Emperor's New Group. Well, there was that, that in-between time. Yeah, so we've done Renaissance, we've done Disney Revival. We go to the post-Renaissance. We go to the Bronze Age, the Gold Age. There's a lot of... There's still a lot, there's a lot to cover still. Yeah. So, but I think, I really appreciate your list. There were some really, really good ones in there. And yeah, I agree. I think Jiminy Cricket. See, for me, I was just coming up with some a variety, but yes. you really went ahead and ranked them. And I, I very much respect that fact that you went and decided, not just who's the psychic, because there's so many. Like, as we're even discussing it, we're coming up with so many more. In all of Disney, not just even Disney itself, which there's so many. Yeah. But then it's taking into account Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. All the evil cats. Lucifer is a yeah. great example. I'm thinking more evil cats. But all the cats in general. There's a lot of sidekick cats in Disney films. I think Lucifer takes the, the cake. Um, I mean, Machiavelli from Luca. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was thinking, thinking if we want to go. Even further into Lucasfilm, there's Indiana Jones and Short Round. That's true. That, I mean, truly, it's like, a, yeah, we're going to go into Lucasfilm, there's definitely Short Round. I don't know about you, but I am getting ready for dessert. I'm too. I can definitely eat more, but I don't know if I should. It's there's so much food here. We're going to be walking it off, but it's. We are, but it's still a lot of food. Calories do not exist in Disney. But I, am, <laughs> I wish I could believe that. <laughs> but I am starting to, to hit that wall, lean back in my chair, and I need to save room for that delicious chocolate. And if it's as delicious as was described, I will be definitely eating as much of that as I can. So. I think we're starting to... I think we're fading a no, little bit. No, yes. you're slowing down? We're yeah, slowing, we're slowing no, down. We're, we're weak. Yeah. We're weak. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were actually toys, because then just like, I penned another like, stomach or something. That's right. We will get dessert very soon. Uh, before we get to the dessert, though, final thoughts on Disney sidekicks. Did you change your thoughts on Disney sidekicks throughout this episode? I have actually. I, I thought I've learned a thing or two. <laughs> I, le I have learned a thing or two. I think there's so much left to interpretation, which I think, honestly, 
goes to how incredible the storytelling is for so many of these films. These, almost all the examples that we give him are complex characters, which is why it's so sometimes very challenging to determine which ones are actually sidekicks or not. Some are very classic examples, for sure. But there are, there are a number of them, but both you and I had arguing points on both sides whether they are or not. And I think this just shows on how complex the characters are. They're, they're not two-dimensional characters. Right. Because if they were, then this would be much more simpler. Yes. Well, I agree. I've, I think, kept my same definition. You maybe wrote me in a little bit with <laughs> what these sidekicks are. But... Um, but still, I think that you can interpret this so many different ways. And, you know, I considered originally doing this as a this or that type of episode of putting Disney characters, Disney sidekick characters against each other. But now I'm realizing that there would have been a lot of debate as to what is considered a Disney sidekick. So I like this style, uh, philosophically discussing it to figure out rather than coming up with an ultimate Disney sidekick, which maybe is Jiminy Cricket. Um, of, uh, or quintessential Disney sidekick of at least discussing it through and having a, a more rounded conversation about it. I agree. I, I honestly, even if we've tried to do it toe to toe, I think my mind would just keep going back to Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. And with that, let's get ready for dessert. You know, we are here. The one franchise I really tried to think about a sidekick but failed to do so was Toy Story because it's really a buddy type of movie where they're all individual heroes in some way there's no sidekick that I can really think of I was debating on Buzz and I decided not Buzz he's not a sidekick he's, he's, sidekick. he's really because I thought the same thing but he's an antagonist in the first movie and then in every other movie he's a partner yep so I agree so that's why I took him off because I was like thinking the same thing myself the only other thing, of course, I could think was Slinky. Yeah, minor role. Minor role. As a, as a sidekick. Ham is headstrong. Very much not a sidekick. No. Rex. Not really. Not a sidekick. No. Mr. Potato Head, definitely not a sidekick. No, not really. A, a Bo Peep's sheep. <laughs> <laughs> The aliens. <laughs> the aliens, maybe. No. Those are more like damsels. Yeah. In distress in some way. No. I agree. I, I, I really thought art on all, in fact, on all the, uh, all the I mean, you could theoretically say can, but even then that's really a stretch. Yeah. But I did, uh, Toy Story actually was one of the first ones because of the fact we were going here. It's like, let me see if I can find one from Toy Story that we can talk about. I really liked your list a lot. It didn't take me long to put it together either. I didn't have that much time to put it together. <laughs> but I did, once I started actually thinking further back, I thought of a lot more sidekicks. That was a smart move. I didn't think as far back as I should. I was, I was thinking a little bit about that, but I already had such a large list as it was. Like, I just stopped. I'm like, all right, I got like 14 here already. Yeah. The other honorable, honorable, the other one I had that was questionable that has a backup just in case you really took all of mine. strawberries. Thank you. And yet another little collector's pick. Fantastic. I assume the whipped cream is not there. 
No, that's completely, you're good. It okay, says, cool. It says, remember it says four dairy, egg, and gluten. Yeah, I just, I, I'm just I, triple checking. I understand. No, that's <laughs> all my plant, it's a plant-based one. Fantastic, yes. thank you so much. Enjoy, thank and you. I will deliver. It's folded up in there just because it's long, because of the allergies on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no worries, thank you so much. Thank you. So Mike, do you want to dig into the uh, Gruff's Peach Strawberry Pie? Yes, which, by the way, it's all plant-based. So there's no milk, there's no gluten, there's nothing in here, which is so unusual for a dessert. And mine is Billy's Chocolate Silk Pie, which has all of the above, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go, we're gonna dig in. What's nice, too, is that they're small. It's like little, these are the types of jars that we that we Joanna will like make food for Maggie and serve as like serving sizes for it's like perfect for just like a little sample size of a dessert. Okay. Oh, that's really good. It's it's creamy. There's a little bit of cinnamon in it, and oh. This is so good. This chocolate, I, I don't want to talk because it's less time me eating. I know this. I, I have, I have, I don't have much words for this except this, this is really good. This is basically a deliciously chocolatey mousse. It's light, but I'm gonna be honest, it has some density to it. You sometimes think of mousse as being light and airy. This has a little bit more weight to it. It's not as dense as a fudge or you know, any, or anything along those lines, but definitely somewhere in between light and dense. It's a little bit denser than you might expect for a mousse, but it is still, it's almost like a pudding type of density now that I'm thinking through it, but such a delicious milk chocolate flavor that I, I'm going to be sitting here just eating this. As we are indulging, this will be gone in 30 seconds, final thoughts on this whole experience, Roundup Rodeo Honestly, Barbecue. This was a one. This is a wonderful experience from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. I'll reiterate that this to me is it's, it's like fine casual dining if that makes sense. Theme park, yeah, fun, but theme park fun, but every, but the quality here is just top notch. Like as you can hear from you know um, the cast members here are, are super friendly. And, and absolutely fantastic and, and more than accommodating. It's super fun atmosphere. Like, like I met you know earlier in the episode, I, I mentioned that I, I was gone. You know, basically as soon as I was coming back to the table, I had to stop because Sid was coming. And it just we just get really into it. And I so I, I love the atmosphere. Um, Speaking of the atmosphere too, I mean this place is great. It's like you're you're in, in like Andy's little uh, fort, I would say, or is it Andy's room? I I, I don't know. 
what would you describe the inside here? So this looks like a, we are in a we're in Andy's room, but I think it's supposed to be a um, like a cowboy toy set that we are in. There's puzzle pieces on the wall that um, Andy has put together. There's one missing puzzle piece. He has a uh, like a deck of cards that he's turned into a house of sorts, a, a house of cards. There's the you know. Andy in the films will draw on cardboard boxes and make them into sets, backdrops for his, his stories. Um, there's a lot of cardboard cutouts, so it is very much like being in Andy's room. Oh, speaking of Sid, I think Sid is back again. By the way, as we're looking around at details, because these opportunities to stop and, and stare give me a chance to look at the details, I'm pretty sure we are on a picnic blanket right now. Oh, you are right. Or, or like, a, or, um, or a picnic tabletop. Yes, that's, that's true. It does look like a picnic tabletop, for sure. But it is, to your point, a very fun atmosphere here. We were just talking about the fact that I would love to bring Maggie back here, not just for the theming in here, all of the Toy Story characters that she loves, that I love, but the interactivity, you feel like a part of one big family in here with the interactivity that happens, and it's certainly one of the most fun restaurants at Walt Disney World right now that I can think of. Um, it is a, uh, a real hootin' and hollerin' type of uh, a time here, so... Between that and as your point, the food, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I was on the fence about whether or not I was going to like this place, and I am absolutely sold. I will happily come back here. I was at first more like very excited by the ambiance, but wasn't so sure about the food. Like the food looked really good on the menu, but obviously, as you know, yeah, you know, it could go in various different ways. Yes, and barbecue is hard to do. It's very hard to do. Like honestly, even if it was decent barbecue, I would have been very happy. But that was actually very good barbecue. I was yes. actually very impressed by it. It's not going to compete with your top of the line no, smokehouses. No, absolutely and, not. Like it's you should not come in here with the expectation that you are in Austin, <laughs> some of the best. You know, no, but but everything, but across the board though, yes, er, like the quality of the food, it's fantastic it, quality. It's don't the board. don't don't let it pass you by as just a you know like theme parks attempt. Thank you. At a theme parks attempt or a Disney's attempt at barbecue, it is pretty pretty darn good barbecue food in here and a hefty amount of food added for what I think is a really great price, considering the experience we've had here. So with that, Mike, thanks for joining me for this sort of 
combined Disney Sidekicks and Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Review episode. It's been a lot of fun. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Let's do this again sometime soon. Not pulling my leg. Welcome back to Imagination Central. I hope you enjoyed the final thoughts we had about Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, the rest of our review of the main course and the desserts and all those final thoughts, and our final thoughts about the best Disney sidekicks as well. In part one, I asked about your thoughts of the restaurant, and in part two, I'm going to shift the conversation to the best Disney sidekicks and turn the conversation over to you by asking which Disney sidekicks are your favorite? As you heard, we went beyond Disney, but also included Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars, even Lucasfilm. There's a lot of different ways that you can go, and I would love to get your answers. You can send me those answers and join the conversation by finding Imagination Skyway on your favorite social media channels. You can find links to all of those channels over at imaginationskyway.com. Best places to follow us are probably on our Instagram page, and our Facebook group, even TikTok. I've got some great videos up on TikTok as well, but those are the most active communities and the best ways to join the conversation about this question and all other things related to all things Disney. If you don't already subscribe to the show, I would encourage you to hit that subscribe or follow button on whatever app you're listening to the show on. And I forgot to mention that if you're listening on Spotify, you've got an interactive feature there as well. I have a question or a poll in Spotify. If you scroll down, I would love to get your thoughts about that question or poll and see what you have to answer. You can also review what other people have answered as well. So if you're listening on Spotify, a great way to interact with other members of our listener community. And no matter what app you're listening on, if you have a moment to rate and review the show, that goes a long way to help this community out. And I will say, if you have any specific feedback about this style of podcast episode, it is a very different format than what we've done before. But I like to try new things. I don't think we're going to be doing this very often. But if you do have specific thoughts one way or another, just send me a direct message on social media or send me an email at matt at And if you want to help support the show and get extra content in return, you can join our Patreon group, which you can learn more about at imaginationskyway.com slash community or just head to the Patreon app and search for Imagination Skyway there. This show would not be possible without our Patreon members, so a special shout out and thank you to all of you listening who are Patreon supporters of the show. And you can see what's currently available by heading to that page. There's a lot of different benefits that are available from time to time, but those terms and conditions and perks and benefits are subject to change. So if you are listening a while in the future, just head to, again, that Patreon app directly and search for Imagination Skyway or go to imaginationskyway.com community to learn a little bit more. Last but not least, I want to encourage you, as I always like to, to go after whatever hopes, dreams, and goals you have in mind to take those steps today to quit thinking and start doing, as Walt would say, to just start making those dreams come true, to take that class, to start planning that business, to do whatever it is that that next step might be to making your dreams come true. Thank you so much for riding aboard Imagination Skyway, and remember as always, if we can dream it, we can do it.
this game is so insane here. Everybody, I said, everybody's playing. Everybody's saying, you will be the same once you play this game. Midway mania. How can I make it any plainier?